This is the Kitzer of Sikh Dalid of Parshas Vayisroi in Chelek Tezayim, page 223. The Rebbe begins with the Pasik Vayered Hashem Alhar Sinai. And Rashi says, Yochoil Yoradolov Mamish. Tamad Loimar Kiminishamayim Dibarti Mochem Malamid Chulu. So Rashi says, You would think that David should descend it on the mountain, literally, but we see later in the Pasik it says, that David should spoke from heaven. As will be brought later, the continuation of the Rashi. So the Rebbe explains that you can't say that Rashi is coming to answer the contradiction of the later Pasik. Because Rashi wouldn't have to begin with Yochel, just quote the later Pasik. And Rashi never answers a contradiction before you come to that Pasik where the contradiction arises. Rather, right over here, Rashi is coming to answer the fact that earlier in this parasha, it already says that Vahar Sinai Oshan Kulai Mipnei that the mountain was smoking because there was a fire. Meaning when the Ebishter descended with a fire, the fire didn't catch on to the mountain itself. That would seem that the Ebishter did not come down completely on the mountain. So therefore Rashi says that over here in this Pasik, Yochel Yoradol of Mamish, I would think to say that the Ebishter did descend completely on the mountain because it says, Vayered Hashem Malhar Sinai. So Rashi is addressing the Pasik Vayered based on what we learned before, not the contradiction later. But the question though is, why does Rashi have to resolve this question, whether the Ebishter came down completely or not, from a later Pasik, where it says, that the Ebishter spoke from heaven. Why can't Rashi resolve it from what it says earlier, that the mountain itself did not catch on fire? So Rashi continues and explains, that the Pasik here is telling me that the Abishta brought down Shamayim, the heavens, Al and Tachtainim, and he spread it out like a bed, like a sheet on a bed, and he came down with his Kisya covered onto the mountain. So the question here is, why does Rashi bring all of these details? If Rashi here is coming to explain how our Pasik fits with what it says, Minash Shamayim, all Rashi has to say is that the Ebishter brought down Shemayim onto the mountain. The additional details that Rashi mentions here, and that he spread it on a bed like a sheet, and that it's the Kisya covered. Where does Rashi take all of this? Additionally, if you look into Rashi later, on the Pasik Minash Shemayim, there Rashi actually brings as a first pshat another Piddush on the whole Indian to answer the contradiction of and the fact that here it says that the Ebishter descended so Rashi says that the, the answer is the Ebishter's glory remained in heaven the Ebishter's fire and might didn't come down onto the mountain onto the earth then Rashi brings as a second pshat the pshat he already said earlier that the Debishter brought down Shemayim heavens and the heaven of heavens and as it says in the Pasuk he brought it down onto the mountain question is why does Rashi here as a first pshat bring a different pshat that he didn't bring before when he already addressed this very subject and also earlier Rashi's terminology was that Ebishter brought down Shemayim al Yainim and Tachtainim. Here Rashi uses a different language, Shemayim and Shemeya Shemayim. And here Rashi brings a new proof that he didn't bring earlier, Vayet Shemayim Vayeret. What's the reason for this? So the point here is that Rashi is explaining each one of these psukim that is coming to emphasize a different aspect of what happened at Matan In the first Pasik, Vayeret Hashem, this is the Pasik and the Parsha where it comes to describe the fact that the Ebishter comes down. He descends on the mountain completely. 
to the point that the mountain itself becomes holy. Like the Pasik says, And therefore, even though it already said before that the mountain was only smoking but not on fire, but on the other hand, we see that the whole point there is to say that the mountain itself got affected by this Kedusha. And therefore, Rashi says, I would say, from the context of the whole parasha, it seems that the Ebishter totally descended onto the mountain. On the other hand, in the next parasha, where it says, the main focus of the Pasuk there is to describe the opposite aspect of Matan the fact that the Ebishter speaks from a very high and distant place, from Shemayim. As Rashi there says, when the Ebishter is exalted. So therefore, this explains why when Rashi brings the Shemayim, that the Ebishter came down with Shemayim, so over here, when Rashi is discussing and pointing out that the Ebishter comes down, so Rashi uses the terminology El Yainim and Tachtainim. There are upper levels of Shemayim, lower levels of Shemayim, and the Ebishter descends. Whereas in the previous, in the later Pasuk, that is, where we're coming to point out how the Ebishter speaks from Shemayim in a place where he's high and far, there Rashi emphasizes Shemayim Ushmea Shemayim, heaven and heavens of heaven, to point out the opposite point, the aspect of Matan Teireh, that the Ebishter speaks from heaven. And there additionally, Rashi brings as a first pshat to what it says that the covet of the Ebishter remained in Shemayim. Because for that Pasik, it's appropriate to bring this new pshat pointing out how far and high the Ebishter was when he spoke to Yidin. And then, in the, in the Pasik where Rashi is coming to emphasize the fact that the Ebishter comes down onto the mountain, and so much so that it affects the Kedusha of the very mountain itself, here Rashi gives the marshal of a person putting a sheet on a bed. What happens when you put a sheet on the bed so the sheet has no entity of its own? It becomes part of the bed. And this Pasik, what Rashi is emphasizing is that the Evishtah descended with Shemayim to the extent that the Shemayim was not an entity on its own. It became like part of the mountain. It became integrated into the mountain and the mountain itself became holy. Whereas in the later Pasik, where Rashi is coming to explain the emphasis and the other aspect of Matan Teireh, which is the fact that the Ebishter speaks from Shemayim, from a place that's high, here Rashi does not bring this detail that the Ebishter spread the Shemayim on the mountain like a sheet on a bed. There the point is to say that there was another aspect to Matan Teireh, which is the fact that the Ebishter speaks from a place on high, from a place in Shemayim. This also explains why Rashi brings the concept of Kisaya Kovid. Because the fact that Ebishtu descends into the world, we already see earlier when it came to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Over there the Pasuk also says, that Ebishtu came down to help Yitzhiyas to save them from Mitzrayim. So why over here do we find something different like never before? The smoke and the fire and much greater description to what happened at the time of Matan Teireh. So therefore Rashi says, because here the Ebishtu descends on a much greater level. When the, when the Rashi brings Kisei HaKovid, the concept of a Kisei HaKovid, the throne, the holy and glorious throne of Hashem, is the fact that it's coming down settled, like when a person sits on a throne, and it comes down more permanent. And the Kisei HaKovid also represents the Melucha, the kingdom of the Ebishter. And this is accomplished specifically by Matan when the Ebishter descends on Har Sinai. Not by, by, by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, when the Ebishter comes to take the Eden out of Mitzrayim. So we can see over here the two Rashis in these two different Psukim. One is emphasizing the aspect of Matan where the Ebishter reveals and comes down. And the later Pasuk comes to emphasize the other aspect of Matan which is the Ebishter speaking from a very high level from Shemayim and Shmei Shemayim. Now the Rebbe says, Al-Derech we could say a very interesting thing, that if you look at these two Psukim, so one appears 
in the Pasik in Kapitel Yutes, Pasik Chaf, and the other one in the exact reverse, in Kapitel Chaf and Pasik Yutes. The significance of these two numbers, Chaf and Yutes, are as follows. Yutes represents the level of Malchus, because in the four letters of Hashem's name, when you look at the Mili, when you fill in each letter, like the letter Yud, you fill it in with the Vav and the Dalet, and then the He, you fill in with the Aleph, and so on, and you take that Milui, and you add it up, you come to the number 19. 19 represents when you spell out the letter fully, which means revelation, coming down, which is the level of Malchus, which is to communicate and come down. Whereas the Chaf is the first letter of the word Keser, which refers to a level that's Makif, that's removed of all of Seyder Ishtal And therefore, what we have over here is as follows. We have the Pasik in, in Kapitel Yutes, and it's Pasik Chaf, which means that the theme of this capital is really Yutes, which is Malchus. In this capital, it's Pasik Chaf, which discusses Keser within Malchus. All the spheres are included from one another. So when, even in the capital where it's Yutes, which is Malchus, there is the Keser in Malchus. What does that refer to? The fact that Eibishter comes down. That's the theme of this capital. Yutes is Malchus coming down. However, Eibishter comes down with Shamayim, which is the Keser. The Shemayim came down onto the mountain. So that's Pasik Chaf in Kapitel Yutes. On the reverse, when it's Kapitel Chaf, Pasik Yutes, the theme over here is Keser, which is Davishta removed. Davishta is speaking from a high place, from Shemayim. But it's also Pasik Yutes, meaning that Davishta lowers himself down onto the mountain. So this is Malchus Sheba Keser. And this is the difference between the two Rashis. In the first Rashi, he compares the Abishta coming down to a spread on a bed, where the Abishta comes down like this marshal to the extent that the, the, what comes down has no entity of its own. It becomes completely one with the mountain itself, the full descent onto the mountain. Whereas in the later Pasik, where it's Malchus Shebe Keser, it's coming to speak about the fact that the Abishta is from a higher place, from Keser. True, there's a level of revelation within Keser itself, which is the Malchus within Keser. However, it's still on the level of Keser, and therefore there the emphasis of the Pasik is that the Abishta speaks from a level of Shamayim, representing Keser.